Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Might be time for a new theme song. This is Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets, episode 92.5. Boys Club, no guest today. We're going to be actually talking a lot about cars. In studio with me, as always... Andy Brand Bernard. And last but not least... Tommy Boy. We'll be right back after these exciting announcements. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there, in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Tom Bernard here with John Schwartz, co-owner with brother Joe of AAA Movers, local and family-owned since 1964. John, can you break down your triple guarantee for our friends that are listening? I was afraid you were going to ask me that, Tom, but here goes just the same. There's our price guarantee. We don't play games with our price quotes like the other guys. There's our safety guarantee. Your health and safety of items is our number one concern. And our satisfaction guarantee. Bottom line, we're not satisfied with your move until you are. Is there a free thing guarantee? Of course. Mention Tom Bernard or KQ, and you'll get a free moving box kit with every move. And you'll save 50 bucks off junk removal with junk luggers. Ladies and gentlemen, your move is always triple guaranteed with triple A movers. That's our price guarantee, safety guarantee, and satisfaction guarantee. Call 612-588-MOVE or online at aaamovers.com. Triple A movers. You may not move every day, but they do. We are back with Car Selling Secrets. Talk and text line is open. We encourage your calls because I'm thin on material. That number is 561-228-4061. Actually, do have some stories that I printed off this morning. This is kind of an interesting one, Automotive News, which is the rag that all car people and manufacturers it's it's kind of our bible that's probably a little disrespectful but uh they just published their top 50 used car franchises uh in the US and as a no surprise to anybody in the business CarMax uh, has sold more used cars than any other dealer group and it was 832,000 but the surprising news to me is the number 2 player do you care to guess who it is? And no, it's not Walls or Automotive Group. Although we were number 25. Well, there you is go. it Vroom? <laughs> you know, that's a good guess, but it is not Vroom. So number one was what? Uh, uh, CarMax. 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 Yeah. Uh, was the one that did the car vending machine? That's number two, Carvana. Very good. Carvana, yeah, yep. there you go. Yeah, they had. I figured in order to build those 
for a marketing gimmick, you have to have a lot of money. Yeah, well, I, I we met with those guys, oh, God, it had to be nine or ten years ago. I got really interested in their model because they're, they're a one-price dealer, and it's interesting because both CarMax and Carvana sell cars the way Walzer does. They're just one, mm-hmm. but they're used car operations. They don't have new car franchises. I, I, actually, CarMax has one or two, but generally it's a used car deal. Um, and But we were curious about what their strategy was, so on and so forth. So I set up a meeting with Ernie Garcia Jr. and his dad. His dad is a car guy, too. He started a company called Drive Time, which is their buy-here-pay-here lots for people with bad credit. And they're in the smile states from, you know, south of Mason-Dixon line all yeah. through uh, the Gulf Coast and up to, into California. Very, very successful. He's so successful that Ernie Sr. actually is a felon, but uh, he's... <laughs> But his kid is really smart, and they were starting this company up. So Paul and I and Andrew and Charlie, I think, all flew down to – they were headquartered out of the drive time uh, corporate headquarters. And it was really an amazing trip. And and, and right away I could tell that they were on to something. They were all about gaining market share, not so much about profit. I mean, you you look at companies that start from nothing and then go on to be really successful – they're really – Amazon's a great example. I mean, Amazon didn't make any money for the first eight or nine years. Oh, yeah, and now they right. just there, There's not banks big enough to stuff it all in. I mean, it's just everywhere. Well, you should explain why they didn't make money in the first nine years. Why is they that? They spent it all on driving other companies out of business. Well, that is – you know. <laughs> That's a fact. It is a, it is a blood sport. I mean, it the capitalism is. at its finest is – It's like is, Netflix. Netflix operates at a loss most of the time. It's because they're too busy buying everything. Yeah, yeah that's true. But at some point, you know, hopefully as a business, you reach a tipping point. Mm-hmm. Carvana is not making money yet, I don't believe, but they're awfully close. But they keep expanding into more and more markets. Um, so that's, that's interesting. And the rest of them in the top are probably not super familiar to you guys, but Penske Automotive. Roger Penske sure. is just a terrific car dealer. He's, I think he has... 450 dealerships, and some of them are in Europe. I mean, this guy... BMW here? Yeah, so he bought the BMW store from Jack Walzer. Right. And the reason was he was having some health issues, and he was flying in and then driving down to mail. This is 10 years ago. Drove by uh, Motorworks and said, wow. And the boys and Jack had just built the new building. This is a beautiful dealership. I think he'll buy it. Oh, it's a great building. It is. That's it's an really cool. Building. We have a call. Uh, it's Joe from Louisville. Hey, Joe, what's going on, man? Not much. How you doing, brother? Well, hanging in there. It's we're we're uh, using this time and some of our dealerships to repave and stripe the lot because oddly enough, there aren't very many cars parked on them currently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I called to talk to you about. You know, every time I call in, we basically mainly talk about Ford, but. Uh, I was given this article from Car and Driver. Um, it lists all the vehicles that have been affected by the chip shortage. Which is all uh, of them? Audi, Porsches, Volkswagens, Chevys, to the Chevy Camaro, Equinox, Malibu, the Caddy, the Bronco. Well, let me Bronco, read, let me read a, a paragraph from the article I printed out this morning. In a dizzying 12-hour stretch, Honda Motor Company said it will halt production at three plants in Japan. BMW cut shifts at factory in Germany and England, and Ford uh, reduced its full-year earning forecast due to the scarcity of chips. Apple 
thinks that it's going to hit them uh, for three to four billion dollars worth of revenue. Whoa! What I don't get is why hasn't In a some quarter. chip fabricator just like said, "Okay, we'll start making these chips." Well, why they haven't all. Of they them? are making them as fast as they can now. Apparently, there was a fire at a big chip plant in China. I think about a month ago yeah, that took there was. that out. But it's really it's they caused by the pandemic and and the oh. way businesses are run. You know, it's all this just in time inventory yeah. management thing, which if everything works is great. You don't you're not paying for excess inventory. But when something goes wrong, yeah. and we're it we're really kind of effed right now. Can I do? Can I follow Donald Trump's lead? The problem is a Chinese chip shortage. China. It's from China. the problem is a China, China shortage. China. <laughs> He loved to say China. Yes, he did. It was hilarious. So, Joe, so what do you do? Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company that uh, had the fire. It was Taiwan? Taiwan, okay. Ah. Yeah. I knew it was over there somewhere. Over those It kids. is China, depending on who you ask. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, true. If you ask the Chinese. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> that's very true. I don't know. So, when do you think you guys are going to be operating at full boat again? Who knows? Yeah, both of us know we just don't want to say it. It looks like this could go on through the rest of the year. Really? Yeah. It looks like it could go on until the end of next year. Yeah. Oh, God. That's what I'm saying. It's like it can't Every- be that hard for some fully operational business to pick up the slack in the course of three years. Well, Cisco is going to spend oh. $20 billion building new chip plants in Arizona, but it God. takes them a few years yeah, to, that's to true. do it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and you got you got to think everything we use these days has some kind of chip in it. Yeah, maybe it's a sign that we don't need 170 microcontrollers in every car. But well, interestingly enough, and I can't remember the manufacturer, but in Europe, they uh, because of the shortage, they're they're building whatever this manufacturer is. They went back to analog gauges on the dash, so they wow. didn't have to use up computer chips. That's going to be a big hit with the used car, the vintage car collectors in Oh, 30, yeah, I think it's years. kind of cool, actually. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not a safety thing. Who cares? It tells you how fast you're going and it's if true. your engine's on or well, not. But it's like, it, yeah, I mean, like, there are so many things in cars that I think are unnecessarily electronic at I, this I think point. you're right, but, but it's because it's cheap and it's groovy, and you can say, oh, we've got, That's you know. That's true. You can wave your foot under the, the bumper and the yeah, tailgate goes totally up. I think totally unnecessary. Yeah, people would survive for a long time without foot-activated lift gates. But you're right. I but still but it's surviving. so it's so cheap to to build normally that yeah, why wouldn't unless, you do it? Yeah. Unless. The so what's chips going go on away. at the Louisville plant, Joe? <clears throat> Production as usual. Well, that's good. For now. Are you guys going to have a uh, summer shutdown as usual? I, I think I read somewhere that maybe it's General Motors isn't going to do that. Yeah, we're having last week in June and first week in, or first two weeks in July. Okay. So for those that aren't well, familiar with it, typically the manufacturers will shut down for a couple of weeks in the summer so they can start retooling for the next model year. Yeah. That there's a lot of management that's from uh, Michigan. I'd like to go back and spend time with their family in Michigan. Oh, so hang out with Kid Rock and go water skiing, guys, huh? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> right. There you have it. All right, Pally, what are you doing this hey, weekend? You know, uh, I'm going to hide. 
You're going to hide? Yeah, it's Derby weekend. Oh, that's right. Oh, God, that's right. It's May, uh, what, on Saturday? Yeah, it is. May 1st. Jesus, it's May already. Unbelievable. That That is unbelievable. Finally, the weather broke up here. It's a gorgeous. Well, it's a little windy still today, but it's a nice day today. It's warmed up quite a bit. 80s on Saturday. Is it? Heard, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's it's what been I raining here the last two days. Here, too. Oh, when it rains down here, it well, yeah, rains. It's not um, quite the same as southern was, rain. Oh, my God. It looked like the second coming of the Great Flood yesterday. Yeah. Oh, believe me. I lived in, <laughs> I, I've lived in Florida a lot of my life, and, God, when it rains down there, it sure does rain. That's one thing Minnesotans will never see is literally within five seconds clear to pouring deluge. That yeah. just does not happen. Oh, yeah, I know. True. I keep telling people since I've moved down here, this is the only place I've ever lived where I've seen sunny skies and a thunderstorm at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Out of cloud in the sky. That is amazing. I remember back in 87, we had a, just a terrible rainstorm. We got like 10 inches of rain in yep. two or three hours, and I was I running that. the Mazda dealership on 494 in Penn at the time, and you people started walking into the dealership just looking like drowned rats and it's like ooh and then the, we noticed that 494 was closed because the, the there was 10 feet of water under the Penn Avenue bridge so my partner the business manager and I decided the best thing that we could do would be to head over to Bennigan's and drink beer sure so we went over there Absolutely. and I remember this young gal was our, our server and she's like so what, what's going on she says well we're driving around in a plow truck because the roads are all flooded and it's just really terrible we just came across the Penn Avenue bridge and she looks at us and says well, do you think it's raining hard in southern Bloomington? It's like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, I'd stay right here and just keep the beers coming. I came to work the next day, and there's kids jumping off the Penn Avenue Bridge onto 494 into the water. Really? As they've got divers <laughs> down, uh, hooking up to cars that were flooded under oh, the bridge and coming up. And their used car oh. manager's laughing. He goes, oh, look, here comes a pickup truck. And then all of a sudden, they pull this Riviera out. It was one of his cars. Oh, Water just no. pouring out of the windows. I said, hey, Johnny, isn't that one of yours? He goes, God dang it. That's not good news. No, yeah, that, was the sum- that was the summer my parents decided to uh, redo the deck around our swimming pool. And there was no water around. There was nothing around it, just the pool. And the cover of the skimmer was off. And it looked oh. like a giant had come up and tilted it on the end. The water was coming out of the skimmer so hard. Wow. God. Is my memory right? Was that 87? I think it was. Yes, it was 87. Okay. Like I said, Andy remembers he was shaking his rattle as a one-year-old. I got my pacifier. (laughs) (laughs) It was a good year. That was a good year. We had a baseball on the roof because we were supporting the Twins. I think CCO had some sort of a contest, and... One of the guys that worked for me grew up with uh, Kirby, and they were both from Chicago. So Kirby and Gladden and all those guys, they you know, this is before the, most people don't remember, they didn't really get their stride until late summer. Right, absolutely um, So right. midsummer they were just kind of like, ah, Gladden and these guys are here. And, of course, all the women would show up then when they were there. That's yeah, about that's how true. that worked. Yeah, that's true. But uh, that, was a, that was a great summer, other than the flood. So not that this is a practical question, but it is... An interesting one, I think. If a car goes underwater, does it survive? Well, here's the problem with it. Um, Yes, it can, but long-term, because so many of the electronics are 
low in the car, all these computer systems and the wiring harnesses. Mm -hmm. If you get water in there, and I'll tell you a funny story. A guy should know better. He was our parts director, been in the car business for 40 years. And behind the Toyota store, that whole area where centers and our Toyota store right. used to be a swamp. So when you get two inches of rain, American Boulevard floods out. You get big ponds of water everywhere. And we'd had that happen. And I came to work the next day, and Brad Johnson, our parts director, just a fabulous guy, he's got his two-week-old Altima, and he's pulling the floor mats out of it. And I said, Brad, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I came out of work after that rainstorm yesterday, and there was, I had water in my car. And I said, well, how much? What happened when you opened the doors? Oh, a bunch of water ran out. I said, call your insurance company oh, right God. now. Don't dry it out. And he goes, why? And I said, because your car's totaled. He goes, well, it runs and drives fine. I said, but it's not going to in a few years. And sure enough, three days later, he pulled in with another brand new Altima. <laughs> so, yeah, it's oh, good uh, newer, modern cars with now electronics. It's, it's Now, some, like Hummers and certain Land Rovers are, and Jeeps, are built to do that. But for most cars, really, they're just ruined if that happens. What about in the days before everything was electronic? Uh, if you didn't lock the motor up, you were generally okay. I mean, well, you'd want to change so the, all like, the fluids. Water's not like, going to get inside the motor and wreck it. No, you change the oil and change the transmission fluid and all that sort of stuff. But they, you know, they were all mechanical and much simpler than it's. It's the well, electronics yeah. in in modern cars. It's, it's driven by all these microchips that they're, just, they're not good to get them wet. No, generally not. I could see that. That would make sense. All right, Joe, behave was, down there in Louisville. Keep that would be where the extended warranty would come in. Extended warranty, yeah. Yeah, that's not going to cover it. <laughs> no? I have a question for you about that. Yes. I've never, uh, you know, I, if I get a call that I don't realize, it, it says spam risk now. That's so what I, I got, just had. I thought it was, I'm waiting to hear from my doctor, and it was just like it was Sharon from the dealer's warranty center. Hello, okay. Doug, it's your doctor. Okay. You've noticed that your extended warranty I got warranty a quick story for you on one of on that. They called me, left a message. I called them back. They said, oh, no, he's busy. I can help you. I said, okay. I said, what's going on? They said, well, it seems your warranty's about to run out. And I'm thinking, I'm leasing a car. I got to run out. <laughs> so he goes, all right, first of all, can you tell us the, the make, model, and year of your car? And I oh. said, why don't you tell me the make, model, right. and year of my car? Click. It's a 48 Packard. Yes. Oh, it's going to be spendy. Yeah. Yeah, that's so amazing. That's so it. what was your question about warranties, Tom? Why are so many people involved in this? Your warranty's running out, and it's, you know, like Joe just said, no, it's not. Well, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different sales techniques, and that one's called fear of loss. It's, it's, the, it's the same way people, that? well, it's a numbers game. Obviously, oh, enough God. people must. Why do they um, do it? Yeah, same reason people buy life insurance. I mean, that's the same kind of product, right? You're protecting a, against something that you don't want to happen. That is true. Well, but I mean, buying the product, I understand. Right. I get extended warranty, but these fake extended warranties, who falls for that? I, I, people, I, I don't know, but it, clearly enough must God. be. Otherwise, our phone wouldn't ring it's six terrible. times a day with... Yeah, which it does. Absolutely. I'm it, trying it to contact you about your extended We've warranty. noticed your warranty's about to run out. Now, buy... I don't even say goodbye. I just hang yeah, up. Yeah, I don't. I, I hang up, too. It's insane. I used to mess with them. I said, oh, so you work for the dealer? Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, okay. Really? Which dealer is it? Because I'm in the car business, too. Um, And they just start going sideways. <laughs> I work over at Wally McCartney. Yeah. That's <laughs> what it is. There you go. All right, Joe, get back to work. 
right. All right, Pally. See you later, sir. Thanks, Thanks for, for calling. Matt, take care. There he is, Joe from Louisville, ladies. And you know, I still got to get to Louisville. I've never been, I've driven through Louisville, but I've never stopped because I want to stand on that spot on the bridge where Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay at the time, threw his gold medal into the river. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, remember that? Is it still in there? I don't know. I don't know if they ever got it out of that river or not. I have no idea, but I'd love to just stand in that. I thought he was the best man. It's phenomenal. I I, I recently read. It was his statement about why he was refusing to serve and go to Vietnam. Right. He goes, I'm not going to kill a bunch of yellow people. They've never done anything to me. It's just poor people killing poor people. Yep. And if you want to, I don't remember how he said it, but it was really. No, he was right. It's like, you can't argue with him. No, he was absolutely right. No question about it. Muhammad Ali, one of the greats of all time. Yeah, it's so funny when you look at it. White people are all racist and it's horrible and blah, blah. Why is it that my favorite people in the world when I was a kid were Marvin Gaye, Muhammad Ali, George, you know, the, you go with uh, Martin Luther King Jr., who, uh, but he's out of favor now. Yeah. Uh, what the hell is that all about? You turned on Martin Luther King Jr.? He kind of goes back and forth between being in favor and out of favor. Why? Because he's not extreme enough, and then he's yeah, too extreme, and then yeah. he's not extreme enough. I you suppose know. you're right. I, I find it disgusting. I mean, my favorite groups were I loved R&B. I guess I wasn't too far over the uh, over the top, huh? You think? <laughs> no, you clearly grew up in a multicultural world, which is weird for Minnesota in the fifties and sixties. Well, it's very weird. Really, probably only I don't know four hundred square blocks in the whole state that were like that. And I, you know, and I talk about it over and over. When I was a kid, I used to go trick or treating every year with my friends from school. Black guy, a Native American guy, Mexican guy. Nobody cared. Nobody yeah. even noticed. I, I didn't go. It was like my mother went, you can't hang around with those people of color and go. She didn't care. Nobody cared. Yeah, no. My when, folks were the same way. Although I grew up in Lexington, Massachusetts, I there might have been two black guys there. I'm not sure. <laughs> not sure about it. Plenty Irish. You know, one thing I would tell you, Benny Crushan, who's no longer with us, he died very young, unfortunately, but Benny was one of my favorite people in the world. But as soon as we got to be teenagers, all Benny would talk about is, yeah, there's this one girl that's really interested in me. <laughs> oh, my God. God. Well, he was a handsome devil, no doubt about yeah. that. He's a very handsome guy. But I, why do you think it is? Is there any speculation? Why do you think it is that people are so off the rails about stuff they don't know anything about. Well, I, you know, if you don't grow up around people from different cultures, it's really easy to think that they're not the same as you. But right? I mean, That's, why are they why are they judging neighborhoods they've never even been in? I don't know. You don't know anything about what it was like. I got lucky. I just happened to grow up in a neighborhood like that. Although I did, it was very, very funny because yesterday on the KQ Morning Show I was talking about, I don't even think North High had a hockey team. And then the show, what a Catholic, black, and Jewish neighborhood I grew up in, Tommy O'Brien called to tell me that Chucky Gleason played for the, that's like, really? The Irish Catholics? <laughs> it was fantastic. I just, I loved that whole deal. It worked very, very well for me, but... Yeah, I just, I don't understand. Like, I would never tell you, or if you were upper middle class or whatever you are, I could never tell you how you grew up. I have no idea how yeah. you grew up. So how can they tell me how I grew up 
because they have no clue. Well, people are good at jumping to conclusions. Yeah, they really they are. They usually it's, don't jump to the right one. But Yeah, it's very harmful, actually. Yeah. It's very, very harmful for them to do that because they have no idea what the hell they're talking about. But, you know, maybe one of these days we'll figure it out. Uh-oh, Daisy's here. The dazed and confused. How come you're not running around? Oh, you only do that. That dog, when it comes to our house. Oh, yeah. She goes completely she goes insane. <laughs> runs around in a wow. circle on the first floor. I oh, mean. She goes top, top maximum turbo. Maximum turbo, yeah. too. I don't know. It's their house, specifically. Their house. I wonder yeah. why she does that. I don't that. know why. There's so much room. There's a lot of space yeah, to run. Yeah, there's a lot of space. Your house is mostly empty space. Yeah. Like, you know, while my mom's house is bigger and she has more room, than we do she still doesn't do that because they have a split level so it's oh, like yeah, yeah yeah there's no it's all spread out so there's spaces. no wide open yep. yeah we love the wide open spaces no question about it doug's been there oh by the way i, I did talk to michael bryan we got to get together and, and uh and get a little uh pizza and blg up. yeah all right i'm up oh blg is open <laughs> for takeout baby yep now we're cooking. Oh, Jesus, we got to move we on. we got to take a break. We do. Oh, my God, this is flying it's by. It's flying he must, by. You must be a great host. Well, and great calling guests. Yeah, that's what does mm-hmm. it. We'll be right back. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com because life is expensive enough. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Hey, it's Tom again for my good friends at Profile by Sanford. I'm all in with my profile journey, and I'm happy to tell you that I've lost weight, and I'm keeping it off. Lost a lot of weight, man. So what's the secret to my success? One word. Coaching. I have the best. Danette has been amazing. The support she's given me, along with Kelly, is the best ever because they keep me accountable and will be with me every step of the way. Now, don't get me wrong. There's really no magic pill or easy button to push. If you want to lose weight and keep it off, it takes some work. Profile's coaches are truly there to help educate and motivate you to your goal. Profile has helped tens of thousands of people like me, and they can help you too. I got to tell you, the results for me have been really amazing, and I'm telling you, I do feel great. So don't wait any longer. Call today or visit ProfilePlan.com for a location near you. Oh, and mention promo code KQRS for a special discount. ProfilePlan.com. That's ProfilePlan.com. This is a very slow Spanish song. What? The one I was just doing. What do you mean, what? No, I was just... Andy thought you were talking about the yeah. bumper music. Oh, no, 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 no. I was, doing my, I was doing my own song in my head. What about this is Spanish? No, no, no. I went... 
da 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 da. Uh, could I read you one story before sure. we continue with hour two of or segment two of Car Selling Secrets? Whatever you got. Only what do you that got? Story Bring it. is the very hungry caterpillar. A quote from a farmer named Robert Frost, but not that from Robert right. Frost. Different not Robert the Frost. Swinger of Trees, one of my favorite poems. There you go. Um, good fences make good neighbors, a farmer said in Robert Frost's famous Mending Wall poem. He did not offer an opinion on what kind of neighbors manure fences make. Michigan landowner Wayne Lambar says the farmer in the next property in Lodi Township built a 250-foot poop wall of cow manure after a dispute over the property line. Fox 2 reports he says the farmer usually spreads the manure on fields, but decided to make a fence out of it this year, Lambart says. Tenants in a house near the wall have complained about the smell, but officials say there's nothing that can be done about it. It's not a poop wall, the farmer argues. It's a compost fence. No, Mm. he's probably right. It is. If you live next to a farm, you're gonna smell manure. Exactly how it works. Precisely. There is that. Don't need to stack it up right next to your house, though. Probably not. Well, it's a little gross. Gross. That's gross. So here's some exciting news, um, hot off automotive news press. Toyota has said that they're going to invest $803 million in their assembly plant in Princeton, Indiana. This is to, and they're going to add 1,400 jobs, which is great news. Jeez, that's really good um, news. So the Land Cruiser was sunsetted a year ago. They're going to use it to build some new three-row monster SUV. Oh, I don't okay. know if it's going to be electric or not, but that's cool. $803 million in Princeton and 1,400 more jobs. This is really interesting. Uh, General Motors is not known historically for being super creative or very trendy. They tend to be a real conservative company. But this woman who has started running the company six or seven years ago, Mary Barra, has really done a terrific job. Uh, General Motors has partnered with seven major charging providers to help customers locate and pay for electric vehicle charging uh, all across the country. It's suppo- this is going to tie together 60,000 charging stations. So what that means is if you're driving along in your electric car and you need a charge, it will tell you where the closest one is, how many people there, how long it will take to process, and if you want to pay for it on your phone, you can. I mean, this is solving a problem. Did I just go out? You did. That's weird. Yeah, it was huh. kind of weird. Can you still hear? Yeah, yeah, I, can hear. It's, it's yeah I can hear me now. It's- oh, yeah, I heard the same thing you did. It's smart because I think they're already working on a problem that is going to, that's going to, it doesn't need to be solved now because there's so few electric vehicles, but as they come more and more online, GM uh, by 2035 isn't going to build internal combustion vehicles anymore. So the new uh, Hummer came out. They're oh, yeah, all sold right. out. They're all electric. They're 110 grand, and you can maybe you can get nuggets. one next year. A lot better looking than the originals. Yeah. Too. Well, the I original like ones them. were military vehicles, yeah, exactly. pretty much. Like, uh, you know, they just didn't have the armor on them. It was nasty. I was working for the Wilkins organization, and Wilkins was the Hummer dealer at the time before they sold it to Wally. And I got to tell you, we ripped around in one of the diesel ones oh, <laughs> that yeah. had the tires that you could deflate automatically, so you could drive through swamps. They were pretty badass. Not a great road car. Right. Because they, you know, they were not a great roads road car. are 10 feet wide, and so is the Hummer. So you're right. always yep. just like veering right. in and out of your lane. Mom had this one car. I don't remember what it was, but it had a mode where the tires could like walk up rocks. Yeah, it's probably a Jeep. 
I, was it? A, she had a Jeep for a while. Yeah. Yeah. This was probably like 15 years ago. Yeah, she had a like Jeep. That. Yeah, my Jeep's never had any of that. Well, yes, Jeep Wranglers, uh, and here again, my product knowledge isn't what it should be, but uh, if they're equipped with certain packages, you can do that. You can actually disconnect most of the front suspension so they work independently, and you can just climb up just spectacularly scary stuff. Uh, really? Without rolling over, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's all done at three miles an hour, but well, yeah, you know, no, Jeep you people are—it's a cult. It really is. But yeah, for the people that are into it, they have—I think there's a big one out in Moab every year. They have a big convention and they have rock climbing contests and stuff. And you can see them on YouTube. It's—it's it's pretty spectacular what they can do. But the rest of the Jeep line are basically built for the road. You know, they're you know crossover CUVs and SUVs. They're really not built for off-roading. But the Wranglers can be set up that uh-huh. way. Mente from the chat, uh, the Ford Bronco, ah. the goat mode, go over all terrain. You gotta like that. Uh oh, goat mode. I like that. The goat mode. But yeah, it's uh, apparently. So it probably does a similar thing where you can disconnect parts so. of the suspension and. Oh, there you go. It grows a bunch of spider legs, and you can walk up any surface. Yeah, they've actually had to idle uh, Bronco production because of lack of parts. And that's really? been a hot vehicle. That 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 vehicle was aimed straight at the Jeep Wrangler crowd. Um, I don't know if many people crossed over from the the Wrangler to the Ford, but a lot of the Ford faithful jumped all over these new Broncos because they're kind of cool. So I have a question for you: Does Walzer sell in any of its markets? Do you guys sell all electric vehicles yet? Well, the Nissan Leaf is all electric and has always has been. So we've been selling those for. What is that now? It's a that's really one of the small first car, ones, wasn't it? Yeah, it's uh, you know it's about the size of a Civic or a Corolla. It's but it kind of okay. it kind of looks like a like a hatchback version. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. look like oh. a Civic. It's, well, it's weird. got the giant battery and it, yeah. it kind of has to. Yeah, know. the yeah. first the first generation was very and, I, and this sounds disrespectful. It's not meant to me, but the very Japanese looking st- looking styling. They were kind of mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. bugs and yeah. stuff. And, yep. yeah. and that's popular. That's a. a design signature over there the nissan gtr is the same way it would that was based on godzilla apparently um that's i'm not making that up they actually looked at the cartoons <laughs> and they're trying to make the godzilla. car sort of a homage to that the newer leafs are a little more conventional looking um you know we do sell the hummers get sold out of uh the gmc franchise now so right. i think we did sell a few of those and those are all electric that is uh the chevy bolt which is a small a commuter size car that's uh Chevy really needed to fix their marketing, so their Volt was a hybrid. Right, right. It was yeah. gas and electric. Everybody has assumed it was an electric car when it really wasn't. Uh, so it's the, and the Volt and the Bolt. And the Bolt. That's yeah, not... the Volt is no longer in production, but the oh, okay. Bolt is. Yeah. That's too confusing. Right. Especially if you're talking <laughs> to someone over well, the phone. Yeah. Or if they're you're... Never, right. They're never going right. to know what the hell you're saying. Yeah. I got a Volt. A Bolt? No, yeah. Bolt. Volt. Well, not to I'm mention, not voting the elections rigged. <laughs> well, and not to mention, um, <clears throat> some Hispanic people get their B's and V's mixed up. So yeah, they do. You right. wouldn't know what they're saying. That's true. I love well, the fact that the Nova sold so well in Mexico because it, it says don't doesn't go doesn't go. Yeah. <laughs> Nova. <laughs> I think Nova. that's hilarious. So, because I remember, I I I I, got, I, bought, I took a. Uh, 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 an ELR off you guys' hands, yep. and I loved that car. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was great. for a while. I that was a that really car. nice car that Cadillac just never figured out how to market it. Apparently not. They were good looking, and it was that was a 
Uh, you know, the same hybrid technology that was in the Volt, I think it was quite a bit different, a little more sophisticated, but it was mm-hmm. the same thing. You get, what, about 40 miles out of the battery and then the generator would kick in. That was about it, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I, for me, it would be smart if I could get an electric car, even a, even a hybrid. Do they still make hybrids? Uh, yeah, Toyota Prius is a hybrid. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Actually, Prius, a yeah. lot of the Toyota line now, for the first time ever this year, the Highlander uh, hybrid outsells the gas one. Really? Yeah. Because maybe that's what I should do, trade in my car and get a, get a, little, a hybrid or an electric car. Probably the smart because I don't. I drive literally less than three thousand miles a year. I well, just don't drive that would, much. Well, that's the thing is, in order to make an electric car, it, it's a justified purchase. You kind of have to drive at least a, a certain amount. Have you seen if your you dad's cars? Drive, none of those are justified purchases. No. Well, that's true. Oh, well, they're great though. Thank you. But I mean, it's Back not. Never, I don't I know. Look at the no, I don't well, know. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I sat in this current car and it gives you a massage yeah so it does give you a massage it's got these wings i can justify that (laughs) that when you turn they like and they like yeah so you don't they make it so you don't fly all over i don't know i could (laughs) i could support that yeah no it's but it's not a (laughs) it's not a consumer level car it's not a financially conservative purchase no it's not well, well this just gets just... me to A and B and back, and that's all I want. It's it's kind of the opposite of a of a Corolla, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Corolla's a fine car. They sell a million of them. Not much flashy about it, and a lot of people. That's yeah. all they want. Yeah. Well, I'm not talking about just the expense because electric cars have gotten a lot cheaper over the years, and they'll continue to come and down, like yeah, all technology keep going, does. But the f- problem is, electric cars take a lot of energy to manufacture. So right. if you buy an electric car and barely drive it, you're actually doing worse for the environment than if you had just yeah, bought an electric, uh, a combustion engine. That's car. true. You're right. Electric cars, you have to drive something like 100,000 miles or something like that to break even, I think. Really? And then every mile after that, you're making gains. But you do have to drive a fair amount. And I'm, I'm, these numbers are a couple years old, so I'm no, sure No, you're exactly better. right. I actually built an Excel sheet. This was back... Boy, it had to be 13 years ago. Whatever summer it was that gas went from a buck fifty to yep. four gallon, four dollars a gallon oh, overnight. Everybody yeah. went totally mental. We sold out of every Prius we had in about 15 minutes. <laughs> yep. I'm sure you did. And then people came in looking for Priuses. I'm like, God, all we have here is Corollas. So I, I did an Excel spreadsheet that basically had the purchase price of the Prius, the purchase price of the Corolla. So the Prius was maybe 24 grand, and the Corolla was 18. And then it, you could vary it by dollars per gallon, and then yep. how many miles you were driving. Right. At three fifty a gallon, you had to drive one hundred and eighty thousand miles mm-hmm. in the Prius before you would be saving money over the fuel cost of driving a Corolla. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I'd show people that, and they go, "All right, let's look at a Corolla." So, <laughs> yeah, math wins. You get yeah. it. And it yeah, was, you know, well, there was no go. trick at all. It's just yeah. exactly it's what you're just, saying. If right. you're going to be driving a lot. Then an electric car is a very good idea because you'll save money, and you know if you're worried about the environment, your carbon footprint will be better. Yeah, and there are a lot of people that buy Priuses for a, a, a ecological statement. I mean, it's just sort well, of yeah. Like, but that's that's, a, that's what I'm is. saying is if you buy a Prius and then never drive it, you'd be better off buying an F-150 and never drive it. Yeah, my yeah, stepdad is, and they just finally gave up driving, but he'd buy a new <laughs> Prius every, and he was an engineer. He owned his own company and. You know, he'd go through all these gyrations about why he needed to buy a new car. I'm like, 
read, you drive 4,000 miles a year. Right, yeah. right. Once you buy a, you know, an old Jeep wagon year that gets four miles to the gallon and don't worry about it, you're fine. Should yeah. I get a sporty convertible? Is that what I should get? Well, if you're going to drive it up here, I'm, I'm assuming you'd want all-wheel drive, and I can't... Well, you know, actually, uh, they do make a C-Class Benz 4-Matic convertible. It's not that one I... Because well. I had one, and I hated that car. Oh. It was a little tiny <laughs> two-seater... No, no, this is a... It's got oh, a small backseat. I didn't I like mean, that car at it, all. I, I, a C-Class might be a little small for you, Um but they do make stuff like that. And then BMW has got some, and BMW, what do they call it? It's not formatic. X drives. Where do you, uh, you have a BMW in Kansas, yeah. Kansas, right? Yeah, all our BMW luxury cars are down there. You know, and I'll do some research because I think there's there's some Audis and Benzes coming out either later this year or next year that are all electric, luxury cars. But it wouldn't make any sense for me to buy an electric car the way it, the way it looks. <laughs> Yeah, but it'd be fun. Well, yeah. the, the other question, though, too, is, like, he also mentioned hybrid. So does a hybrid help that stance better or not at all? Uh, not. Like, pure electric, I get. But, like, hybrid, does that help? probably worse. Worse? If and the I battery is the same size. And it's I don't it's think all they, the battery. I don't think they yeah. make cool hybrids. So hybrids no, are Priuses. Their CRV, yeah, CRV comes in a hybrid now. I mean, they're really perfectly great vehicles but if you're looking for something that's kind of sexy and fun to drive that's yeah that doesn't really describe those vehicles a day in the chat utilitarian. Again. uh they had one elr it took a year to sell well i was i was gonna say this i i still thankfully talked you into leasing that car it was a great example of why uh leases are sometimes good because those were expensive cars if i remember right they have window stickers like 80 or 90 grand on yeah, them or something like that um and then when they stopped making them because they didn't sell very well, I mean the resale on them was terrible. And, but when you lease them, then it's General Motors' problem. Yeah, it's his, they're, they're if I remember there. right, the buyout on your car at the end of the lease was in the mid forties, and I think the market on them God. was in the mid twenties. Oh, I mean, it was just God. Like, it's because it's they didn't promote the car right, at all. Nobody right. knew yeah. what it was. Right. It's like, all right, nice try. But Officer thanks. Dave says Mustang Mach E. Oh, yeah. Now, there you go. Otherwise, except we don't have a Ford dealership, <laughs> Dave. Go, Officer Dave. Way to go. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, but wait. <laughs> no, I'm a fan of those. Those are cool. It's um, Some people are a little off on the looks because it is. A, it, it is. It looks like a crossover uh, SUV. But yeah, it kind of does. It's interesting. They're supposed to be a blast to drive. That's what I hear. Yeah. If you can even find one to buy. I mean, they're, right. they sold they're those things out. They're not that expensive. Out. 42 yeah, they start at 42. If you get a, up into the, what's the, is it the GT all-wheel drive? Uh, with uh, You can get certain yeah, different GT levels of, uh, of power in them. I think there's like a 500-horsepower one, and those are up in the 50s somewhere. Uh, right. 60, actually. Okay. Starting at 60. Oh. So, so there you go. Uh, 3.8 seconds, 0 to 60. So Yeah, that's blazingly <laughs> fast. Yes. Although, maybe I should just go with the old BMW 650. I loved that car. And so did Mom. Mom loved that car. I say get a Fiesta, put some flame decals on it. Yes, that's what I'll do. Give a spoiler. Maybe that's what I should Anybody want to call in and tell Tom what he should buy? 561-228-4061. Don't mention Ford or Volkswagen because we don't have those. Actually, one person does, and it's Officer Dave. Officer Dave. Hey, guys. 
What's happening? I'm sorry, Doug. No, it's all right, man. I, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Ford. I think I, if there was two franchises that I wish we had that we don't, Ford is one and Volkswagen's the other. I mean, and I think that, yeah. you know, a lot of people are just like, oh, it's not a real Mustang. It's like, oh, shut up. It's just a name on the side. Who cares? Oh, well, when I, the, when the first that's, Mustang that's came out in 1964, it was aimed at secretaries. It was not a muscle it was. car. It was just, <laughs> yep. oh, I no, think girls right. are going to like it. And then all of a sudden, boys went, well, we like it, too. Yep. Could yeah. you put a bigger motor that's in it? Could, and they went, yeah, I think exactly. we can do that. Yep. Exactly. Oh, Tommy, I didn't take your car in a heartbeat. I could fit in it no problem. Oh, yeah, you'd fit perfectly in that car. It's, uh, well, it's like I said, Catherine calls it my mafia car. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way I can afford it. That's the problem. You can afford it. It does look like a mafia car. Just pull over a lot of people in speeding tickets. You'll figure out a way to afford it. Oh well. (laughs) Well, no. I'm just kidding. Nobody carries. Nobody carries cash anymore anyway, right? That's true. Well, that's true. I'll bribe you. What's your Venmo? A Maki went by me today. And I was like, oh, there's one, there's one. So that was actually the first one I'd seen in person up close. So what did you and think? I, I have not seen one live yet. And uh, cars are funny. I, Sometimes I they look beautiful. Cool. And then you see them and you go, ugh. Yeah, this one was kind of a battleship or gunmetal gray kind of car, color. Yeah. And it looked good. The taillights didn't look right, though. The six taillights just didn't look right on the back. Yep. But beyond that, it was cool. Um, but yeah, the only, the only thing I have against them is shouldn't call it a Mustang. I mean, that's just, that's not, that name is reserved for that special car. Come on. All right. You're one of those people. One of those I of people. Those. I like, I like everything about it except the name. That's, that's my... my hang up on well, it. I think, you I know, Ford one. was the first one and, and Tesla is such a niche manufacturer but ford is the first one to build a a fun electric car that's really aimed at higher production numbers and and relatively affordable i mean you know 50 grand is is still a lot of money but if you get a a one in the 40s the average selling price of a new car in the states right now is is at like thirty-eight thousand dollars. is it yeah wow Really? Yeah. It's, and it's not it's the cars expensive. are getting more expensive. But people are buying more expensive SUVs and crossovers and oh, stuff. Yeah. And Corolla yeah. sales are down. Civic sales are down. I see CRVs. Civics everywhere. Yeah, I mean they're still popular, but they, you know, the number one selling cars in the country for years was uh, other than F one fifties. Were Camrys and Corollas, and now they're not. Um, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Rav4s are. I think the biggest non-pickup truck seller in the U.S. right now. So it's been a, just a change in people's taste. Yeah, I, I can totally understand that and see that. But it was just, I saw one, like I said, today was the first time I'd seen one in person. I was like, wow, that's really pretty cool. And then I saw the back end as it went by and it's like, yeah, they need to rethink the taillights. Yeah, I, but, I agree with that. Wish they'd put, that was that was they it. should put the, the lights they had in like the 68 cougars on the back i always thought those were cool oh, the God. sequential flashing oh, you know, oh yeah that's awesome yeah that that looked that, great that'd be that would look good because those are the ones that shelby stole to put on the 67 uh gt 500 mm-hmm. and 350 yep oh good call all right i'll good call, call my friend at uh, bill ford Bill, it's Doug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's true. I love it. How much I would it cost it. to get one of those uh, 
Knight Rider lights where it goes... Oh, yeah, back and forth. Well, remember a couple months ago, you could have bought the actual Knight Rider yeah, car. Yeah, that's true. It was on, what was it selling for? It us? sold like, for, like, a couple not hundred a lot. Thousand, was it? Yeah. Let's see. I mean, it sold for a lot, but not as much as I would expect it to have sold for. But I guess Knight Rider was a while ago, wasn't it? You, well, and you it was could, David Hasselhoff. You couldn't, you couldn't drive with it on, though, Andy. No, with the lights yeah. flashing, no, they wouldn't yeah. care for you that. Couldn't drive with Officer the, Dave would pull you over, you give you a ticket. You couldn't exactly. have that front <laughs> light that doesn't actually do anything but just looks cool. Yeah, you can't you can't have a can't have a red light to the front oh. or uh, any of that stuff. So yep. there you go. Huh? What did it sell for? Did you find it? Uh, let's see. Kit. Kit. Yes. Yeah, that's right. It was Kit. The Kit car. Night Industries two thousand. I'm such oh, a is TV that what it stood for? Huh. Yep. Night Industries 2000. Wow. I didn't know that. I'm a, I'm a geek. I can't help it. I'm a geek. Thank you. <laughs> All right. It's actually rather difficult to find out because people kept making fraudulent bids. Oh, It was up really? to a million, and then it turns oh, out that was God. a fake bid. Oh, God. Yeah, so people, Dave. people like, everyone Dave. was... Yeah, way to go, Dave. Everyone Officer was Dave. reporting. They were like, oh, it's up to a million, and then it turned out that was fake, so they had to God. issue a correction. Why do people bother doing things like that? What a kind of a jerk are you? All right, we got to wrap it up. That in a wraps minute here, up man. another exciting Jesus. episode of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. Next week, I think Mary Valine is going to be in to talk oh, about okay. the auto show, which is just a few weeks away at the state fair. This is going to be a big deal. Now they canceled uh, back to the fifties, which is oh, the class. I just saw that on Facebook before I got in my car to drive here. They said, "Yeah, we're going to postpone it till next year." So, no. It, what's one of Mr. Lambert's doing? That it's the, the, Mary works with Scott. Okay, because he wants to be on the morning show, and I'd love to have him. On. Oh, okay, great. So yeah, if you did, you have him call. I don't know who the hell you call, but you, yeah, get him booked on the morning show. That'd be good. I, I don't know how to get him booked on the morning show. If you tell me who we can get in t- touch with, I will take care of it for you. Candace, I guess. Okay. Does she? All right. I'll, I'll, I'll tell, call. I'll tell. I'll, I'll tell call her next week. Yeah, Why? once it's the first week in May, isn't it? Uh, no, I think it starts the middle of May. Middle of May. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's only two weeks away, so we'll get on top of it. Officer Dave, thanks, Pally. You bet, you guys. Melissa, take care. Love you all. Bye. Love you too, Pally. See and that's a wrap. We will be back next week for more car selling secrets with Walzer Automotive Group. <laughs>